Morning News Watch on News Talk KZRG. FM 102.9, 105.9, and 1310 on your smart speakers. Who's our KZRG? Peter Thiel. Steve Scott. And Ted Bohorquez. He's the congressman who represents Southwest Missouri. And he's actually on terra firma in God's country. His name is Eric Burleson. Good morning, Eric. Welcome to KZRG. Good morning. Good morning, Peter. How are you? I'm good. Hey, uh, you've proposed legislation allowing states to enforce some federal immigration laws. What would those uh, laws be that uh, states would be able to enforce? So it's anything that's on the books. So if they want to, if they want to actually deport um, illegal immigrants to outside of the United States, they can do that. If they want to build a wall, um, like I would assume that that Texas, Arizona, New Mexico, if they wanted to, they could build a wall, and um, and the federal government can't stop them. Nice. I happen to like yeah. that a whole lot. I'm a states' rights guy. That's, I mean, at the end of the day, if the federal government isn't going to do it, and from what my experience, limited time up here, they're incompetent to accomplish much, so give it back to the states. Yeah, and, I, and I'm sure that uh, there's going to be a, a, you know, a little bit of a constitutional kerfuffle over this, uh, saying that this is the right of any administration, but unfortunately the administration is not actually going out and applying the laws as written. Well, you know, the, the, the problem is that the courts or the, there's been this posture that the Congress can give up its authority related to rulemaking, which which they did under, you know, decades ago, they gave up their rulemaking authority to the executive branch. Um, and so uh, I think that it is constitutional. How can I how can Congress take back? Uh, that rulemaking instead of having like uh, a president that is uh, seemingly uh, uh, dictator light. I think they would have to repeal, and I'm forgetting the name of the act, but um, there was an act that was the Congress passed decades ago that gave the executive branch the authority. I think that they would need to modify or repeal that. In addition, um, another thing that you could do in the Missouri legislature, we have a process called it the the committee's called jcar i used to serve on it and the way it works is that if the if the governor's office or any any administration of the state issues a new rule then that rule can be stopped by jcar and the way that the members of jcar committee are allowed to stop it is if they if they have a hearing and they hear from interested parties people that are impacted by the rule and they're able to determine that the rule is capricious, it's um, it's overly burdensome, or that it has a, a serious economic impact. Okay. And if that's the case, then they can stop an executive rule from going into place. So there's two ways to go about it. I would pref- I think that wouldn't be would be fine. Um, there's a bill called the Reins Act that we've already voted for. We sent it over to the Senate, and they've just sat on it. But that Reins Act is basically a J-car. It's a mechanism for the legislature to kill a, a, um, a rule or stop it from being put into effect. And I, I, I would support that 
Um, I also think the best way to do it is to reform the law that allows um, the rulemakers to make these rules and guidance documents to begin with. So we have 19 days until funding uh, runs out for the government. Uh, There's a lot of appropriations bills that are going to be going through Congress starting on Wednesday. Uh, Can we get this done? I I know that the legislature in Missouri could get it done, but we're talking about Congress. You know, I mean, that's a good point, Peter. The legislature was able to pass, I mean, every, every time that I've been, Every year we pass the entire budget, all, and I think the appropriation bills, there's 18 of them. We pass all of them in one day. We're talking about 12 appropriation bills. We've already passed five of them. Um, I think that we can take up, for example, this week, we're going to take up the ledge branch appropriations bill. We're going to probably, we could take back up the ag appropriation bill um, and maybe another one. And then, and then in addition to that, we're going to be looking at some of the, some of the, you know, we've we've already passed a resolution saying that we support Israel. This week, I think we will be backing that up with paid for appropriations. So, to give you an idea, um, a lot of times whenever these events happen, federal government just passes a bill where we just print money and send money, um, or go into further debt in order to help an ally, which is what we've been doing in Ukraine all this time. So the, the position of Mike Johnson and of the conservatives is that if you're going to do aid to these countries, first, they have to, it has to be warranted. And second, it needs to be paid for. You can't go into debt. We need to make cuts to some other program in order to uh, justify the payment rather than just con- continuing to go spiral into debt. And so that is actually a very – I was reading an article this morning in Punchbowl talking about how that is a – that's unheard of in Washington, D.C., and it's probably going to cause a huge fight between the House Republicans and Senate Democrats and the, and the president. But if they want the money, they're, we're going to have to remind them that the, that the appropriations begin and end in the House. The House has to take back its constitutional authority – and that is over the appropriations process. I think it's great. It's, uh, it, you know, during Newt Gingrich in the 90s, uh, there was a return to block grants that wasn't uh, overly uh, for, you know, funding for cities or for counties around the country that did not come with a billion strings attached. Can we get back to that now? Oh, yeah. I mean, for example, block granting Medicaid would have been a great idea. Would be, it's better, it would be better to do that than to issue the strings. I would prefer that the states take care of it themselves without the federal government taxing you and then funneling the money back through the states. But, but yeah, you're right. They do it so that they can tell the states how to spend the money. And I, I'm a proponent of, especially when it comes to education, when it comes to um, a lot of these massive expenditures that we send to the states, if we block grant the money, then you can see the the states be have the discretion to do what's appropriate in their state. And in some ways, it's like a it's an experiment where you can see what works and what doesn't. It's uh, and I think that's the most important thing is going out and allowing states to innovate and do what's going on. 
uh, and also our local cities and communities. You know, I you know I had uh, Joplin's mayor on a half hour ago, and we were just talking about. It. He goes, "Well, you're you know, it's uh, people say, well, I accept money from the federal government to do this on these grants, etc." He goes, "Well, it's either that or raise taxes exponentially to build roads or whatever." Right, and so I I'm a. I, you know, I, it, it, we are where we are. The federal government is taxing people at a huge rate. Yep. And I want to get as much back to my district as possible. But I think that if you were to create a new new government model, it wouldn't. This is not the ideal one. I think that taxes should originate locally and be spent locally. As much of the authority and power should stay local as possible. Eric Burleson, thank you so much for your service, and we'll uh, look forward to talking to you hopefully on Friday, and enjoy time with your family today. Yeah, hopefully we'll have a successful week to report this Friday. Excellent. It's Congressman Eric Burleson, everybody. It's News Talk KZRG. KZRG's Big Three on News Talk KZRG. Number